Welcome to the Why Not You podcast, where our goal is to inspire, teach, and elevate your personal journey. Our heart-centered guests love sharing some of their life-changing aha moments, hoping that it might be of benefit to you. Welcome to the Why Not You podcast. Today, we have a special treat. We have Courtney Moeller on the line with us today. And let me tell you a little bit about Courtney. Courtney is a U.S. Navy veteran. Thank you for your service, Courtney. She was involved with uh, Operation Iraqi Freedom. She's a real estate professional, investor, cryptocurrency expert, which I'm excited to get into, a syndicator of oil, gas, and mining, a mother, a wife, and an all-around very nice person. Welcome, Courtney. Yes, thank you so much, Glade. I'm so honored to be on your show. Thank you so much for having me. Well, great. Well, let's, uh, you know, we, we've met each other several times this summer down in the Dallas area, and it was uh, great to see you just a couple of weeks ago. It's uh, great to have you on the show today. You grew up in the Texas area, right? In the, in the, in the oil and gas industry a little bit, as I understand. I sure did. I'm actually from West Texas. So my dad was a petroleum engineer and gosh, I grew up, you know, playing out on the drilling rigs and riding pump jacks and all of those exciting things. And pretty much the majority of my family is all involved in oil and gas. My uncle has a well servicing company. My brother drilled oil. So, and and we've lived all over the world, actually in Abu Dhabi when I was little in Pakistan, my dad drilled oil in Jakarta off the coast of Indonesia for about 20 years. So it's, kind of ingrained in me from birth. So uh, rather than playing on the ball field and, uh, you know, whatnot, you were out on the, on the derricks and, and whatnot in the, in the oil fields. Yes, that's exactly right. So it's funny because when you drive into West Texas, you can smell the sulfur. And my dad used to always be like, yep, you're smelling money. And I, I, I love it. A lot of people are like, oh, it smells really bad, but it's great. Oh, that's, that's interesting. And so you I mean, traveled around the world, lived around the world. I mean, what were those kind of cultural experiences like as, as a young woman growing up? Yeah, you know, travel has been, gosh, a big part of my life, you know, when I was younger. And, and some of those times I don't remember because I was really young, but gosh, through, you know, traveling with my parents. I love experiencing different cultures. I'm always so excited just to see how different people in the world are doing things, what their culture is like. And, and that kind of transitioned, you know, I was in the military for a little bit and, you know, went to Singapore and Dubai and a lot of other countries. And it's always really interesting and fascinating. I think we have these preconceived notions of what we think a, a country is going to be like, just like everybody thinks here in Texas, we're still riding around on horse-drawn carriages. I was really excited to get to, you know, Dubai and some of these other countries and see just how magnificent, you know, their buildings were and things like that, because I had some of those same, you know, thoughts about what I thought it would be like. And so it's been really great. I think everybody should travel and experience other cultures. Well, I totally agree. I've spent a lot of time in Asia and uh, Mm -hmm. it, it is fascinating to just learn the different cultures to understand they think differently than we think, but it's all great. It's all really cool. And, mm-hmm. and I've enjoyed my time over there as well. Well, Courtney, you, you mentioned that you were in the military, but actually you were in the Navy, right? You were in Operation Iraqi Freedom, traveling around as a, as a young woman with your parents and whatnot. How did that lead into the military or did it not? Well, it's, it's funny that you asked that because I always had this 
image in my mind that the military was for men. And, you know, when I had finished college and I was waiting tables and I wasn't quite sure what I wanted to do. And my mom said, you should join the Air Force. And I thought, well, that's a really weird thing for you to suggest. You know, that's that's a job for men. And I started looking at it and I went and took the ASVAB. So, you know, it's a test that the military offers to kind of see, you know, what job you would be good at. And they offered me the nuclear program, which is actually one of the, the top programs that they have. And I thought, oh, I don't I don't know if I'm interested in that. And the next it led me to avionics. So I actually ended up repairing and working on F-18s was what I worked on during Operation Iraqi Freedom, but I worked on all of the electronics in the airplanes, and it was really, really incredible. It was a fascinating, amazing job that I'm really proud of. Sounds like a female-dominated uh, industry. Actually, it's a very male-dominated <laughs> industry. <laughs> I was saying that tongue-in-cheek. <laughs> yes, I think when I was stationed at North Island in San Diego, we had one other woman in a shop of 80. And then even when I was on the, I was on the USS Nimitz once I finished shore duty. And I had one other female in my shop with me and she was sent to work in the kitchen. So it was me and another 80 gentlemen in my shop. So, but I was very good at what I did. And I ended up running that shop that entire cruise. Well, that doesn't surprise me one bit. <laughs> Well, you know, Courtney, that's very interesting. You you end up in you know on oil rigs and derricks and and traveling the world, and then you go into the navy. You excel at that. And what I want to kind of get into today is the cryptocurrency. You're a cryptocurrency expert. You do Bitcoin mining. You do you do oiling, oil and gas and and mining syndication. I mean. You have a very interesting life. Yeah. They, well, it's it's actually interesting how I even got involved in those spaces. So, you know, oil and gas is everything that I've ever known. And when oil is $100 a barrel, it's great. But when oil is at $30 a barrel or, you know, sub $0 a barrel, it's not that great for your monthly income. So here, several years ago, I decided, you know, I really needed to diversify my portfolio into other assets. And my husband was like, you know, you should buy some Bitcoin. And I thought, um, I, I don't know about that. I'll, I'll check it out. And I thought, oh, we'll go ahead and buy a little bit. And I call Bitcoin the, the gateway crypto because everybody comes in wanting to make some money on Bitcoin. But once I got in there and really started kind of discovering what blockchain was and all of the opportunities there were in that space, I went down the crypto rabbit hole and I have not resurfaced yet <laughs> at this point in time. And so that's kind of how I got involved in it. And from there, I just started learning, you know, about blockchain and the difference between blockchain and crypto and how it's really going to revolutionize all of the different industries across the board. So it's a, it's a really exciting space. A lot of people don't really understand that there is a difference in crypto and blockchain, but blockchain is the technology that crypto was built on. Crypto is just one thing out of thousands that blockchain has the capability of doing. So there are not sure which direction you want to go, but there, there's a bunch of them. I was in China. This was probably, I don't know, seven, eight years ago. And I mean, it was the talk of everywhere. It was blockchain, blockchain, blockchain. And it was just like, what the is blockchain? I mean, what, it, you know, and crypto. And it was just kind of coming on the forefront of everybody's discussions and whatnot in the, in the investment world and what have you. And it was like, 
I mean, I couldn't do anything that I wanted to do over there because everything and everyone was about blockchain. So, and even today, some years, nearly a decade later, everywhere I go, people are like, what is crypto? What is blockchain? I don't get it. I don't understand it. Can you tell us in in layman's terms what it is? (laughs) I've seen you on panels and everything like that. I know you've done this a lot. So would you help us? No, no, this is great. And I actually, I had dinner with friends on Saturday night and we had this exact same conversation because people are like, I don't, I don't understand what it is. They, They just don't get it. And so my very basic way of explaining what blockchain is It is a digital record of transactions. So let's just take like the bank. Say we're at Bank of America and Glade, I'm going to send you $100. The bank has a paper ledger where they write down those transactions. Okay, Courtney just sent Glade, you know, $100 and it's recorded. So blockchain, all it is, is a digital ledger. Instead of a paper ledger, it's recorded digitally. It's, It's a record of transactions. And the beautiful thing about blockchain, you know, everybody says it's immutable. Well, what that means is it can't be changed. So once that transaction is written down, it can't, you can't come back and change it. You can't come back and delete it. You can add changes, but those changes will be written for everybody to see always. You can't go back and delete anything or falsify anything. So you really are eliminating the human corruption capabilities that you see in paper ledgers. So really, that's basically it. Blockchain is a digital record of transactions. It's privacy. So the great thing about like the Bitcoin blockchain specifically is it's done publicly. So you can see that those transactions have taken place, but you don't know who, who did them. You don't know who initiated and received those transactions. So it's done through wallet addresses, which is kind of like your account information. So you don't know who did it, but you can see that pub- it's, public, it's a public ledger. It's a public digital ledger of transactions. And the mining, what people, I had a friend Saturday, she said, okay, I don't understand what the miners are. She didn't realize that miners were computers. So the miners for like the Bitcoin blockchain specifically are who are coming in and verifying those transactions. So when I sent that $100 to you, there's over 100,000 miners that are on the Bitcoin network that are verifying those transactions. Those miners come together and say, okay, did Courtney send Glade $100? And they go through, they verify. It's a, it's a long process, a complicated process that we are not going to go into the weeds on. But they all come to consensus and say, yes, Courtney verified or Courtney did send that money to Glade. And then it's written into a code on a block on the chain. And so all these blocks are literally just chains of transactions that the miners have verified. You know, Courtney, it reminds me a lot of the dot-com thing that was going on uh, in, uh, what was that, the early 90s or late 80s, whatever. And it was just sure. like, just so much hype and so much talk everywhere, dot-com, dot. You know, all you have to do is get a website, blah, 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 blah. And yeah. there were millions and millions and millions of dollars that were made and lost during sure. the dot-com. And, and is this somewhat similar Well, this is exactly, I explain it just like that. So now crypto specifically, so all of these, you know, Bitcoin, Ethereum, Polkadot, Cosmos, you know, all of these different, you know, cryptocurrencies that you can buy, 
100% reminds me of the dot-com era. You right. know, pretty much anybody can come out, they can create a, a crypto, they can come up with a project or whatever they're doing. And essentially, if you're buying a crypto, you are seeding a company. I mean, you're kind of an angel investor for that company. And so at the end of the day, most of them are going to fail. We've already seen tons and tons of them fail, but the at the end of the day, the strong are going to survive. So if you feel like you want to invest in one of these crypto projects, you really need to sit down and take a look at what is this project doing? Is anybody else doing it? Is it solving a problem? Who is involved in it and who's backing it? So you really kind of got to, they call that a, you know, do your own re research, D-Y-O-R. So you've got to really kind of sit down and go, okay, take a look at all of these different factors and figure out if it's something that you even want to get involved in. But right. yes, and at the end of the day, we will have like the Amazons and the Googles and the big companies that prevail and the majority of them are going to gonna fail and, and fall off and die and we won't hear from them anymore. Yeah, no, I agree with that 100%. And, you know, the companies like the Cisco's and Amazon's and whatnot, I mean, they are thriving today. And thank goodness for that evolution or that process that went through. But yeah, the the scary, I mean, most of what you hear about is all the horror stories about how much money was lost. And I think, sure. you know, people should be very careful about that today with the whole cryptocurrency situation It is, as and well. that's one of the biggest barriers that we have going on right now is you do have to worry about, you know, losing your keys or losing your passwords and those things. It's not like Bank of America where you can just call and say, hey, somebody stole this or, you know, I, my credit card was stolen or my debit card was stolen and they refund that money back to you. You lose your keys and it's gone forever. So there's a huge problem with that right now. When we finally get to the point to where we can create accounts, you don't have to worry about losing access. You don't have to worry about losing your funds. That's when we'll really see true adoption. When, when things, the, the convenience of blockchain is going to change everything that we do, but we've got to figure out how to make it easy and foolproof so that people can use it and not be concerned about losing their, their money. So I know Charlie Munger and uh, uh, Warren Buffett, they've said, I wouldn't give 25 cents for all the Bitcoin in the world. And so that creates some doubt and fears in, in investors and people's minds. But you were saying that you believe that right now is the great time to buy those good companies, not those, not the crazy ones, but the good ones, the ones, the, the Cisco's, the Amazon's and whatnot that will evolve out of this crypto space. It, do you still feel the same way? Absolutely. So I have a couple of sayings, one of which is Warren Buffett saying, and it's to be greedy when others are fearful and fearful when others are greedy. And you want to buy when there's blood in the streets. And that is exactly what is happening right now. So smart money moves into any asset. It doesn't matter if it's real estate, the stock market, you know, whatever that is, oil and gas, smart money always moves in. When, they're, when they have faced losses and everybody else is scared and everybody else has sold off what they've had and they've gotten out, that's when smart money moves in and that's when real money is made. So we are seeing a lot of that right now in the crypto markets, even the stock market. And I don't know that we're finished going down. I, I think the stock market still has some room to move down. I think the crypto markets do, even though this is such a great buying opportunity right now, I think we're actually still going to see some even better buying opportunities. But at the end of the day, you know, Bitcoin, Ethereum, there's a handful of really, really great projects out there. When Bitcoin is sitting at a million dollars, are you going to care whether you got it at 19 or 18? No, it, it, it's really not going to matter. If you're holding it short term, then your entry price really does matter. But I always tell everybody, you know, dollar cost average your way in. And 
in the long term, I do think that we will see seven and eight figure Bitcoin. So uh, right now is a fantastic buying opportunity for a lot of these really great, strong projects. And I absolutely believe that. Well, I agree with you. I may be wrong, but I agree with you. <laughs> yes, yes. And that's Time why we were so excited. Yeah, no, <laughs> and that's why we were so excited about mining right now is because, you know, the miner prices are directly correlated to Bitcoin. So we were able to get them significantly cheaper than what we were a year ago, which is really exciting. It's created an, an amazing opportunity. Well, let's move into that. I know that you're a syndicator and I would like to explain that a little bit because that along with crypto and blockchain and whatnot is a little bit like, what is that? What does that mean? Tell us what that means. Yeah, well, that's it's funny that you asked that because here about 15 months ago, I had no idea what the syndication was. And, you know, I went to the real estate guys summit on sand and learned about syndication. And, and then I wanted to go out and syndicate everything. So syndication is essentially just, you know, bringing together investors money to buy assets, you know, and you can syndicate anything. You can syndicate apartments, you can syndicate oil and gas, you can syndicate a private jet, regular homes, investment properties. I mean, pretty much anything. So it's literally just pooling together money to buy an asset. Well, I think a lot of us, me especially, I have tried to do everything on my own all these years, you know, the different investments and the different projects and whatnot. I try to do it with my own money and I, yep. you know, stand to gain the most or I, or lose the most. And in many sure. cases, I lost the most. And so what I've learned about syndication is it's a perfect platform for other people's money to be used and invested with people who are knowledgeable and experienced in whatever field it is that they're investing in and they can do bigger projects better projects and in most cases they get better returns again with the right benefits. people yeah <laughs> yes. so i just you know when i thought about investing and you know retirement it was always okay i've got to save i've got to invest in the right stocks and my 401k and that kind of goes back into hand in hand that we are not given a financial education you know i had no idea that i could go out and invest in apartments and storage units and oil and gas in different ways than what i had always traditionally done and so when i really stepped back i, I went to that investment conference and I thought, oh my gosh, you know, there's this huge world of opportunity. And I learned about asset arbitrage and, you know, leveraging one asset so that I could gain another asset. And that has just really sent me on a completely different trajectory. And, you know, we are over here leveraging assets and acquiring more assets. And it's really compounded what we have done. And when you start creating these passive income streams and these tax benefits, if I can take maybe a fifty to a hundred thousand dollars that you know I had saved up for my children for their college, and instead of using that to pay their college, I can invest in an asset that is going to provide the payments for that college for ten the next ten years and give me tax benefits. There's just a smarter way to do things, and I, I didn't know that. So that's one of the things that I have really spent this last gosh, six months doing is trying to help educate my friends and people beyond that on how to do that and how to really compound and grow their wealth and take what they have and really use it to their benefit to grow more. Well, and a lot of the times when I did projects and I borrowed uh, money from uh, family and friends or, or associates or whatever, I mean, I worried more about their money than I did mine. And when I had a company oh, and I yeah. had a bunch of employees, I mean, they always got their paycheck before I got mine. And so yes. that's really 
critical, I think, to align yourself with someone like yourself who really cares and takes it serious and does their due diligence and cares about cares about the other people's money. 100%. So it is the scariest but most rewarding thing in the world because you know when somebody's sending you 100, 200, $300,000, it terrifies me every time. It's you know we put these deals together and I know in my heart that we are putting great deals that are going to change people's lives together and that is such an amazing feeling. But at the same time I'm also responsible for this this money and what it's doing for these people. So I've got to make sure that I know exactly what I'm doing, that we have done our due diligence and we're making sure we've eliminated as much counterparty risk as we can. And there's a lot that goes into that. There's a lot of responsibility that goes into that. I don't ever want to let anybody down. There's a lot of legwork that goes into it, but it's, you know, with great risk comes great reward. And I'm really happy to say that over this last year, you know, we've been able to put deals together and, you know, our our network has grown very, very quickly because of the things that we were able to put together and because of the trustworthy group of people that, you know, I've, I've created a group around me that cares and, you know, has that same mission, vision and values that I have. And that's really important to make sure that you're aligned with the right people. Do people have to, you know, we, t- we hear the word accredited investor and, and passive investors and whatnot. Do people have to have a certain accreditation or whatever to invest with you or can they do it, you know, passively or, you know, yeah. explain that a little bit? Yeah. So, you know, passive investing just means that you're investing in somebody else's deal. So like Bronson Hill had an apartment complex that he was syndicating and he was raising money for it. I don't know anything about managing apartments. So I invested in his apartment deal. So that's a passive investment. A lot of these deals do require accreditation, which absolutely drives me bonkers. I don't think that the government should be able to step in and tell you what you can and can't do with your money. If you've earned it, you should be able to invest it where you want. But accredited investments mean that you have to have a million dollars of net worth or $200,000 a year in income for a single person or $300,000 a year if you're married. So that is one of the things that we're really excited about in tokenization. We're working on a real estate tokenization platform, kind of tying that back into the crypto space and the blockchain space. We are going to be able to do these syndications and bring in people outside of that accreditation status and really open that up to investors on a smaller scale, you know, smaller denominations and investments, which is really going to make a difference. You know, I I really want to be able to take money off of Wall Street and put it back into Main Street, which is our platforms called Invest on Main. So being able to open up these opportunities to everybody so that we're helping and changing more lives than just the people that are accredited. Well, that's a great explanation. And thank you for that, Courtney. And who you spend time with really, really matters. And I have seen you in action several times this summer in Dallas at different networking events and inner circle and mastermind groups and whatnot. And you work hard. You work really hard. (laughs) You're amazing. Oh, well, thank you. I think you're amazing. I'm so honored to be here with you. There's so many great things out there. And you actually asked, and I I didn't answer this, but I have deals that are for accredited investors. And then I have some that aren't for accredited investors. So it really depends on the deal and how it's structured and how the syndicator sets it up. Like my carbon capture deals are for accredited investors. We just finished up a Bitcoin mining fund that we did a 506B, which means that you can be an accredited or accredited. So it just really depends on the deal and how it's structured. 
is there a minimum or a maximum or anything on some of the different deals that you do or? Yeah. So, and that goes back to the same thing. It's how it's set up. So I'm a general partner in the deals that I put together. Usually it's my discretion on what I can take. And so we do set up minimums, but there is flexibility in that. There's always flexibility in deals. So if you can't meet whatever that minimum is, I always suggest to go and talk to the general partner and see if they can work with you on what you're able to invest. Because usually okay. there's there's room in there to do that. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, Courtney, this has been enlightening, really. It's been fun yeah. to talk to you about your uh, your life and your, your experiences and, and the journey that you've been on. First of all, you know, well, not first of all, I've, I've said it before, but thank you for your service in the <laughs> Navy and, and, and whatnot. That's uh, that's honorable. And I'm so grateful for, for the freedoms that we have in this country. And yes. I know it, it comes at a cost. And I appreciate that. Oh, well, thank you for saying that. That was definitely a time in my life that I'm very proud of. So it was an an incredible experience. As well, you should be. And thank you again. But uh, in case someone wanted to get in touch with you, how's the best way to get in touch with you in case they wanted to, you know, you know, learn a little bit more and get educated by uh, someone as smart and brightened and and brilliant as you are? Oh, well, I have a website. It's CourtneyMoller.com and it's C-O-U-R-T-N-E-Y-M-O-E-L-L-E-R.com. Or you can reach out to me at Courtney at CourtneyMoller.com is my email. Awesome. And I'll put that in the show notes as well so that people can uh, get in touch with you. But uh, thank you for your time today. I think you've really educated and helped a lot of people about the crypto space and the syndication space and continued success to you and all the best. Oh, thank you so much, Glade. All the best to you, too. You're amazing. Oh, thank you so much. We'd like to thank our guests for sharing a part of their experience with us on this episode of Why Not You? Also, we'd like to thank Mix It 6 Studios for producing, editing, mixing, and creating our great music for this podcast. But most importantly, we'd like to thank you for listening. Be sure to leave a review on your favorite podcast platform. Also, be sure to subscribe so you don't miss our next episode of Why Not You. See you next time.